1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Okay, everyone, welcome back to part two of Private Parts. Now, let's get into the episode
0: with Dr. Amir Khan a big part of mental health there is a genetic element that you have no control over really yes absolutely mental health runs in families so you are at higher risk if you've got mental health issues in the family you are at higher risk particularly some of the more complex mental health issues like schizophrenia there is a genetic element to those things but the 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 the, the way and i don't want to get too political but the way the 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 the, the, the kind of support system that that used to be there for people is it is it, it, just no longer there and that's what's causing it that's again. a big part of it the support that people need and every because life is hard yeah and and, and everybody needs support and if those, those things are slowly brick by brick taken away families and individuals find themselves isolated and un, unable to cope uh and when your mum is unable to cope when your mom is suffering from depression you know that really has a massive impact on on children yeah. uh, and her ability to look after you. And that isn't her fault. She's suffering from an illness, uh, and and so that then you know has a big long term Im- implication on your development, your ability to do well in school, and and then your life choices after that. Completely. And, and, and so so that is that is playing out up and down this country. And to be honest with you, Jamie, and this is the depressing part, I can't see how it's going to end. It just needs a whole overhaul. People need to realise that these community services that were there, like youth centres and... It's so important to be part of a tribe. Yes. You
2: need to have that sort of tribal sort of uh, community. Yeah. Someone to turn to, somewhere to turn to, somewhere to be, you need that. Yeah. I told you, there was a survey done in America and, and I, I get, I'm probably going to get wrong, but it's something like they did a test 20 years ago and they asked um, individuals who they could turn to in their lives if they in desperate need. Mm. And I think the average answer was four people. They yeah. said they can turn. They did the same test 22 years later. The average answer was zero. Yeah. Yeah.
0: People are lonely now. People are lonely and they're disconnected from so many things, from yeah. from, from other people uh, uh, from nature, uh, from, from communities. Uh, and, and I think that is, is, is having a massive effect on their, their mental health. And when they don't know where to turn, that's when they make, you know, uh, their mind takes over and they have this thought bias because when, when people are are feeling like they've got no one to turn to and they, 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 they their stress hormones are really high, their brain starts to, to try and reinforce that decision. And it discards everything that, that um tells them otherwise so if i say oh god everybody hates me it's better if i wasn't here yeah. then my brain will try and convince me that's true because that's called thought bias and that's part of a message. why does your disorder. brain do that because it, it's an irrational thought and it can't and everything inside of you is telling is telling your brain you're stressed so your cortisol levels are high telling you you're stressed so your brain is trying to make sense of why is this why am i so stressed yeah so let's make sense of it so if my mum said to me, no, I love you. Don't worry, I love you. It will discard that. It's a bit like when you... Because your stress st- levels are so high. Yeah, so, you, so that you, doesn't sound true to me. That's not true. Yeah, this is what's true. I saw that person whisper something to that person. They're talking about me. That's what your brain tells you. It's a bit like when you post... Because some- it's trying to help you. I'm trying to make sense of what's going on, but that's just having a negative impact. It's having a negative impact. So similar to when you post something on social media and you have a thousand lovely comments and one bad one, you look for that bad one because your your brain is saying, oh, there's going to be something awful there. Find it, find it, find it. And you discard all the good stuff. And then you go, see, I told you there was something awful there. You were right all along. And what's that um, called? Thought bias. That almost—that's interesting for people listening mm-hmm. who are going through
2: that process. That actually, it's just—it's a, a chemical reaction within your mind yeah. that is allowing you to have this negative thought process. Yes, and actually, it's not the actual truth. It's not real. What's happening? It's not the truth. The
0: so so one way to try and get around it. Yeah, how do you? Yeah, let's. How, it, how do you help? It, it, it's hard. It's very hard when you're in that situation. And your brain is working that way. Remember, it is picking up. Uh, chemicals and changes within your body that it's trying to make sense of, yeah. uh, and and a good thing to do, and and it sounds it sounds a bit trite, but it's a good thing to do, and I, and it does work, and it's proven to work. Is is you can't change the thoughts in your head. You can't you can't change you can't stop thoughts from entering your head, but you can change or you can try and shift the focus on what your brain is thinking about. So while things are negative, things are entering your head. It's all. I always tell my patients who are suffering from mental health problems who have this thought bias to keep a piece of paper or a card with them that has three things that they're grateful or positive about. And when those negative thoughts come in, just as a mantra, repeat, I am positive, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for this. And it sounds a bit like, well, that's not going to change anything. But slowly, slowly, over weeks, when those thoughts come in, you will train your brain to think about a more positive thing rather than the negative thing. It's a bit like Just by using those words, just yeah. by saying something positive. Yeah, yeah. Or if you haven't got a piece of paper, if you're in a room somewhere, it could be something as small as, I'm really glad about how my coffee tastes this morning. Just something as small as that, just to refocus your thoughts and get it away from the negative. So when you hear those negative things coming in, and it happens to all of us, it happens to me. uh, I then try and refocus and go, no, that's thought bias. So recognize the problem. That is thought bias. Uh, And what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a cup of coffee because I like the taste of coffee. And then I sit in that moment and go, drink the coffee and think, right, I'm really grateful for how good this coffee is tasting and just wait until those thoughts ebb away. That's amazing to label it as thought bias. Yeah. And the label that is, is really so important. So
2: useful. Yeah.
0: Just yeah. saying, no, that is
2: thought bias. That yes. is not real. This is not real. My cortisone yeah. is up. My stress level is up. And my yeah. brain is overacting right now because it yes. thinks it's under attack. Yes. And we're not. We're okay. Yeah. That is insane. I I, I have so many questions. I I hear that um if if you if you're in nature, mm. th- there's been tests done that so that if you have a window in a hospital, if you have a window next to
0: a field or nature, you actually heal quicker. How much truth is in that? So that was a small study done in the US, and but it, it, it's one that's often cited, and there is some truth in it. Uh, um, what you know, you'd expect us to do well in nature because we evolved alongside nature, and this in a way, there's safety in nature. the The idea is the reason why we do better in green spaces in nature is when we were hunter-gatherers mm. and, lo- and we were generally living a nomadic life because we'd move from one place, use the resources, move to another place. When when, when we were doing that, w- w- some of the things we would look out for for a safe space to settle down and find food is, was the presence of things like birds and bird song because that would say, okay, if birds are here and the sounds of birds are here, this is a safe place because it's safe for them. It must be safe for us. Wow. And there must be an abundance of food because birds need berries and that kind of thing and, and insects to survive. And so... Though, that's why birdsong feels so good to us. And that's why we get that hit of serotonin and dopamine and other uh, other brain chemicals, uh, happy brain chemicals, because inherently yeah. it's a safe space. It's a place of food. It's a place where we can sit down and have a rest. Uh, uh, that study was, a, again, it was a small study. It was people who had had an orthopedic um, surgery, so bone surgery. I can't remember specifically which one it was, but those uh, people after recover, after having the surgery the ones who had a window view of green spaces, trees, uh, went home on average a day earlier than the ones who, wow. who didn't. Uh, and part of that, again, you know, some of it will go down to our, our stress hormones and brain chemicals. Because when they're lower, we heal quicker. Uh, but if they're yeah. up, you know, you're busy stressing and you're not using all your, your um, interleukins and inflammatory hormones and all that kind of stuff to, to, to heal uh, uh so it does it does make sense. But what we do know, the biggest evidence for, for nature is how it affects our mental health. Uh, and there's a massive study done in this country just about three or four years ago. I think it was the University of Exeter who did it. Uh, and it showed two hours a week in nature is 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 really good for your mental health, in comparison, you know, just as, as, as good almost as taking an antidepressant. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. For mild and moderate mental health conditions. So I'm not saying you should do that instead of taking your medication. You should absolutely take your medication if you're prescribed medication. But there's no harm in doing that alongside it. Or try doing it if you, you know, again, never instead of conventional medicine, yeah. but alongside it. What about exercise? Yeah. It, it, I, that is,
2: for me, one of the... I remember I, I had a huge, I had a massive bout of anxiety for many years. when I just didn't even understand what it was and never spoke about it. Yeah, Just dealt with it. Yeah. And I remember what happened was is that I then went to a spinning class. And I got off the bike at the end and I was like, oh my God, this is what normal, I, was- I said to myself, normal people, I was like, this is what normal people must feel like. Yeah, Because it was this huge rush of like adrenaline and dopamine and serotonin.
0: It's all those things. Exercise, it was insane. Yeah. Exercise is so key to our, to our mental health. Yeah. And it's one of the things, again, when you're feeling depressed or anxious, it's one of the things that falls by the wayside first. Uh, and because you, you you haven't got the motivation to do yeah, it because yeah, your mood yeah. is so low. Uh, and and again, when I'm talking to my patients, alongside the, the the nature and the talking therapy and the medication, trying to get them outside. outside doing exercise is the best place to do exercise because we know the nature helps, but the movement will help as well. And I, I think we've fallen into a bit of a rut in that. Um, you know, you really enjoy exercise, which is mm. good, but for a lot of people. Exercise has negative connotations, and it feels like a chore, and it feels like something they have to do rather than something that they should enjoy doing. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I again, uh, one of the things I specialize is specialize in is 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 people living with type two diabetes, uh-huh. and part of their management is always movement. And I never refer to it as exercise; I always say movement because it's such it's more positive. What kind of movement do you enjoy doing? And even if that is something like I just want to dance to my favorite song for four minutes, any movement is better than nothing. And we slowly, slowly build it up, and it's so positive for your physical and mental health. All those brain chemicals you listed there start to shoot up when we move. There's so much evidence for that. And the other big part we talk about, you know, um, uh, nature. We've talked about exercise, but the other two big things are are sleep and food. Sleep is
2: honestly everything.
0: Yes, we we can
2: survive. We, apart from oxygen, we survive. You can't survive without sleep for longer than a week.
0: No. And sleep isn't just rest. Sleep is healing. Your body is healing while you sleep. Uh, and it's cementing memories. There's so many things going on while you go through that cycle of of lighter and deeper sleep. Uh, and, and it reduces your... A good quality sleep not only helps with your mental health, but it reduces your risk of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, certain cancers, Being obese, and Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's as well. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, we don't fully understand Alzheimer's. That's wild that no one we don't understand it. Yeah, yeah, but but we know things that can can reduce your risk of it, Uh, and and good quality sleep is is the other other one, and and food. I know again, it's really hard because people can't afford. The right kinds of well, the right you know, whole foods. You, you right can't. Now. You can't. the Problem is that uh, good, healthy food is too expensive. It is expensive. It is expensive, and that's where we need to challenge uh, the the powers that be uh, to to make good quality food accessible because it's not fair that health is a privilege of the wealthy. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, 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 and that's where we're heading right now with this cost of living crisis. Everything is affecting the poorest people in our society the most, who have it the worst already, uh, and are more at risk of all of these things. Uh, and they they feel it the most, and they keep getting told, "Well, we can't give you a pay rise because that will raise inflation," even though we know that's bollocks. And uh, and and um, stay in your lane; you stay poor while we get richer.
2: Yeah, I, and and I and what, from what I've seen as well is that I, there's we we spoke about sugar before, right? And I that they, you know, there's a problem with obesity. And I actually truly believe it's because actually to eat healthy is just so expensive. And it's far easier to eat unhealthy. Yeah,
0: definitely. If you're a if you're a a mum who has got uh, you know, you've got to get your kids off to school. Then you've got to go to work, and then you've got to be back and pick your kids up, and then you've got to get dinner ready. You want to, you want to try and make those bits in between as quick as possible. So give them a sugary cereal; they'll they'll stop crying, or they'll you know they'll eat it quicker than if I gave them something they don't enjoy because I haven't got time to get them off to school. And they, all these all these sugary foods, all these processed foods, are far more accessible uh, than than. Uh, other whole food types options. I don't want to say good foods or bad foods because it's all about balance, yeah. but it it, it it it's far more accessible. It's cheaper and it will fill your child up quicker. It won't fill them up for long, but it will fill them up for that short period of time uh, while they have that big sugar spike. And then they go and then... They, you know, we know what sugar does, you know, you, it spikes, it makes you feel good, then your insulin hits it, then it drops, and then you get cravings, and then you get mood swings, and then children behave in a way that isn't normal for them. Wow. Uh, uh, and so all of those things factor in, but as a struggling parent, giving someone a load of chicken nuggets and and um smiley potato faces. Delicious. It's e- delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> but it's easier and cheaper than giving them a piece of salmon yeah. and some broccoli.
2: Just quickly, uh, one more sort of heavy bit then we'll get on to the more lighter but I just want to... With antidepressants, right, there's such a stigma still behind them and I saw... a. I, whether or not you agree that i said this before but jordan peterson said um people talk about the side effects of antidepressants or medication yeah. and but the side effects of depression is suicide so which yeah. one would you take
0: you know and and it yeah. was such a good point it's like just they save lives they save lives for sure all medication has side effects paracetamol has side effects everything has side effects when you take medication it is about making an informed choice uh, and so, when you're prescribed things, you mm. should be you you should be it should be a joint decision between you and your clinician. And antidepressants, the evidence is very much in the favour in that they work uh, f- to help treat people with mood disorders. Uh, um, but you are right. There are side effects. And particularly for the first four weeks, at least, you know, it can actually make depression worse uh, taking an antidepressant. And that is why you've got to have a really good relationship with your clinician. So they check in on you. I certainly with wow. my patient every week if I start them on antidepressants to make sure that we warn them about it. And when you come off them, you've got to stagger that coming off as well. But in the on the whole, and. It, it, Every time I prescribe anything, it's about weighing up the risks and benefits of medication. Uh, And and if if I feel, and the patient feels with me, that the benefits outweigh the risk, then we will do it. But we will do it together and we will make sure it's safety netted appropriately as well. But they do save lives.
2: That's great advice. Okay, question uh, for a friend. Um, Can you masturbate too much? (laughs) Um,
0: Well... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> i'm not sure about too much i think you can get sore from masturbating and that can be painful and that might put, put a stop to but you perfect. can't you
2: can't do it too much
0: no you're not going to go blind if you masturbate too much which is that old wives tale i'm really it? worried
2: about my friend tom lucy is he it? does it a yeah lot.
0: no he can carry on he can <laughs> okay. carry on as much as he wants
2: okay. <laughs> I mean, i've got some questions right some listeners questions and some medical myths yeah yeah um starting with the listeners questions you ready for this yeah do
0: irregular periods affect fertility? It depends on the cause of the irregular periods. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if you're having if you if, if you're having irregular periods, you need to have that investigated. A common cause, probably the most common cause, is something called polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, which is where ovaries become resistant to the hormones that get that stimulate them to release an egg each month. So even though you go through a cycle, you may not release an egg. And if you're not releasing an egg, then you're not going to get pregnant if that's what you're trying to do. So if you've got irregular periods, particularly if they're long periods in between your periods, if, you've, if you're struggling with your weight, if you've noticed that you might have more hair than you expect around your chin area, that could be polycystic ovarian syndrome. So go and get that checked out because there are things that we can do to help you get pregnant if that's what you want.
2: Great one. Okay, another one. Um, this is again my friend Tom Lucy <laughs> asking, what are the long-term effects of filler or Botox? <laughs>
0: Well, the the, the the honest answer is we don't know because they haven't been around for long enough for, for us to know oh, the, the, the long-term <laughs> effects. The short-term effects are, are you know, uh, side effects are potential that you, know, you could do damage to a nerve or the skin can become dead around that area, necrosis, yeah. uh, an increased risk of infection. But we don't know the long-term effects because they haven't been around for long enough That's to wild. Know, but we're still using them. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs>
2: <Yep>. <laughs> um, okay, we've asked this, Paul, but... Um, what is the biggest foreign object that you found inside someone? A light bulb.
0: <laughs> it's A light bulb.
2: Hilarious. Did you give it back to them? No. You didn't? You threw it away? It went
0: straight in the bin. It went in the bin? Yeah.
2: <laughs> A light bulb.
0: What was the excuse?
2: Um... I it, fell on it. No, see, I, I want to
0: say that, but to be fair, that's not what was said. They didn't give a reason. They just said, it's there. I think there's a light bulb in me. Yes. I don't know why. No, they, they were very clear that they put it up there themselves, but we didn't expand as to why Oh my God. Uh, that God. When that goes in, you'll just go, yeah.
2: you think, the panic? Yeah. You must feel, yeah. oh my God, it's gone. It's just, just disappeared. Oh my God, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh God,
0: it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: my God, it's gone.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. plushcare.com slash weight loss
0: is vaping bad for us that's a tricky one so it depends on why you're vaping if you're if you've gone from not smoking to to vaping then yes it is bad for you because vapes are not completely safe Uh, they still have some carcinogenics in them like Mm -hmm. formaldehyde they still increase your risk of things like emphysema on bronchitis but they're safer than cigarettes. So if you're using them as a, con- as a kind of a bridge to stop smoking and stop vaping eventually, then yes, that is the right thing to do. But nobody should be vaping who hasn't smoked cigarettes. Okay, great one. Uh, what is the secret to living a longer life? So it's all the things we've talked about. It's good quality sleep, good quality food. If you want a food that's really going to make you live longer and look younger what you need to eat more of is berries. berries. Berries, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, they are full of antioxidants. And we always hear this term antioxidants. What do they do? That's great. So so part of aging is, is um, kind of degrading of our DNA through something called free radicals, which float around in our body. Mm-hmm. Antioxidants neutralize these free radicals so they can't damage our DNA and age as, as well as, as as they normally do. Eat more berries if you want to live longer, and look younger. Uh, and you don't need to worry about the sugar content so oh much because there's so God. much fiber in them that slows the sugar uh, absorption. It makes you down. look
2: younger. Yeah. I'm going to eat honestly. Honestly. Okay.
0: Go for the darker the berry, the better as well. Oh my God, fantastic. Yes. Um,
2: okay, my, I'm 21. I've been suffering from erectile dysfunction. It's
0: Tom Lucy again. Uh, <laughs> what should I do? So if you're suffering from erectile dysfunction, please, please don't be embarrassed. Go and see a doctor. So there's a number of reasons. At 21, the most common Reason is going to be anxiety. It's ang- Surely it's anxiety. For, for, for most people in the younger age group, it, it is. You know, it's the pressure, perhaps, and then it's a vicious cycle because then when you are trying to have sex, you're so worried about not being able to get an erection, it then reduces your, your chances of getting an erection. Yeah, it, that's exactly so, what so happens. You need psychosexual counseling for that. However, if you're an older person, over 35, over 40, there could be other reasons. So to get an erection, Jamie, you need good blood flow to the penis. And for good yeah. blood flow, you need good, open, blood, healthy blood vessels in mm. the penis. But the blood vessels in the penis are thin and tiny, and it doesn't take much to clog them up. So if there's a problem with the blood flow, it could be because of cholesterol in the blood vessels, it could be because of damage from high blood sugars, it could be the first symptom of type 2 diabetes, uh, you should go and get checked out for those things. Because if there's Cholesterol or sugar in, in the blood vessels in the penis, there's a good chance there's cholesterol and sugar damaging the blood vessels to the heart. So it could be the first symptom of not just type 2 diabetes, but uh, heart disease as well. Great. Go advice. and get checked out.
2: One of the most embarrassing moments ever for me was when um, it was the beginning of lockdown and I went down to my mum's house and um, I, I um, had, had sex. I don't know why I'm feeling awkward. I had sex. No, you can tell me I anything. had sex. And um, <laughs> my semen was like a brown color oh yes and i really freaked out and so i told my mom my mom said can you take a photo of it <laughs> and so i took a photo of it and sent it to my mom
0: and what did she say
2: she went oh that looks all right she was like that looks fine <laughs>
0: is she an expert no, she's not she's not at all
2: but that can happen sometimes can't it yes yeah you yeah, yeah, yeah. can change color i think you know if you've got look like a rusty tap or something
0: uh, it shouldn't happen that often though no, only one off. once. one-off one. yeah. is okay but if it persisted get it checked it was only like a little bit fair enough
2: um <laughs> what is
0: what is smegma Smegma is the collection of debris, bacteria, dead skin behind the foreskin. Uh, so if you do, you know, if you've got a foreskin, when you're washing yourself, pull it back and wash behind it as well, uh, al- along the head of the penis, the glands. So, so mm. you've got to pull back and wash because you know it's a warm, enclosed, moist environment, and it can get bugs there. Fungal infections oh, like to fester around there in particular. What
2: is uh, I'm circumcised. What is more pleasurable if you have a
0: foreskin or no foreskin? So the idea is the foreskin helps protect the sensitivity of the glands of the of the penis, the head of the penis. So it's more pleasurable. Well, it's supposed to be. Uh, My parents are arseholes <laughs> What the heck? <laughs> ha- I didn't even have a choice. Oh no, was it just done it was to just you? Done for, for me? A reason? I don't know. Not no religious reason. No religious reason. Just, no, just did it. Just did it. Maybe hide. Maybe they didn't think you were good enough. You weren't clean behind I, it properly. Oh,
2: I was, the <laughs> di- f- fetus. <laughs> oh right. <fair laughs> nothing. <enough. laughs>
0: it's crazy. No. So so yeah. There's an idea that you, without the the, um, the foreskin, the head of the penis becomes desensitized because it's exposed all the time. It's rubbing against your underwear, all of that stuff, and so you don't get the what? same level of sensitivity. The? It's a theory. It's not a proven fact.
2: The hell! Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um. Okay. One big topic. uh, Last lesson's message. Uh. Azempic. Yes. There's this thing going around. People are taking it now. It's for diabetes, isn't it? it? Yeah. But people are taking it to reduce weight. Good, just, old, yeah. good or bad for, or, or you, you correct me
0: I'll tell you all about it because again it's something we prescribe but Ozempic is a hormone called GLP-1 uh, uh, it's a group of hormones really uh, and when let's say Jamie you ate uh, a bowl of, of, of carbohydrates pasta I yeah. know you wouldn't but if you did uh, then then you, 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 what, you, what you don't want because i presume you're not diabetic no no so what you do your blood sugar will remain within a narrow range even if you ate 10 mars bars it would remain in a yeah. na- narrow range because insulin will be there to take care of the sugar as it arrived in the blood got it. but what you don't want is all that sugar uh, from the cu- from the pasta or the 10 mars bars to get into your blood cause a sugar s- spike and then the insulin to hit it and bring it down because by that time you've had the sugar spike and that's what's dangerous so you've got hormones in your gut called incretin hormones, which is what Ozempic is an example of, they go off to the pancreas and tell it to start making insulin. So the insulin is already there before the sugar or the carbohydrates get to your blood and it's ready for it. Yeah. So it brings down your blood sugars that way. But the other thing it does is it slows down the movement of food in your gut. So you stay fuller for longer and it switches off one of your hunger hormones, ghrelin. Uh, so you're not hungry. So you, you, you've got to reduce appetite and people lose weight as a result of that. Now, it is good for diabetes. It's now been shown to reduce the risk of heart disease as well. But like any medication, it's not without its side effects. Mm. So, because it affects the gut, you can get diarrhoea, vomiting, constipation, bloatedness. Uh, and in extreme situations, it can it can cause something called pancreatitis, inflammation of the pancreas, kidney failure. Uh, so you should only be taking it as prescribed by a proper qualified. Person, whether that's for weight loss or not. So
2: people should not be taking it just off the internet. They should not be buying it. No. Because people are
0: doing that. I know, I know. And it's making it difficult for my patients with diabetes to get hold of it as well. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We are having to put them on insulin instead because they can't, they can't get hold of Ozempic. Uh so it so is wild. Yeah, yeah. It's a real problem. If you are look, I understand living with obesity is difficult. If you, you know, you've tried everything uh, and you want something to help fair enough get it from a qualified clinician
2: wow okay medical myths yes sleeping with wet hair gives you a cold bollocks <laughs>
0: <laughs> bollocks your cold is a virus you can, can you catch it through breathing it in and, and that kind of. you don't bollocks. get it from a wet hair <laughs> a woman cannot get pregnant on her period nonsense You can get pregnant on your period. Yes, because sperm don't just last for one day. When they're inside, they can last a number of days. And women's cycles can sometimes be irregular. So the egg, the point at which they release an egg can vary. Uh, So yes, there is a chance you can get pregnant on your period. Wow. Chewing gum stays in your stomach for seven years. No, nonsense. It will dissolve (laughs) and get rid of it. (laughs)
2: Okay, you should drink at least eight glasses of water a day.
0: Yes, yes. You should be aiming for two litres of water a day, which is about eight glasses glasses uh, uh, for good hydration. And your urine should always be a kind of nice clear colour.
2: Sometimes mine looks like a Barocco.
0: Yeah, that's you haven't drunk <laughs> eight glasses of water.
2: <laughs> Eating carrots will give you better vision.
0: Sadly, that is bollocks. Is uh, I want to say it's good, but it's not. The, 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 the vitamin A and uh, carotinine in carrots is, is, is good for your eyesight, but it doesn't give you better vision or night vision. It's something that's essential. That's for all good vision, but it, it doesn't make your vision better.
2: Okay, uh, eating three large carrots a day can give you a tan.
0: Um, I know where you're getting at, because again, that orange pigment in carrots, whether it can affect your, yeah. your skin colour, but no, it can affect your urine colour and change the colour of that and your poos, but not your skin colour. Oh my God, I remember when I ate... Um, I think it was beetroot yes and i
2: went and honestly i nearly had a panic attack i was like
0: what am i coming out of my body it looks like you're peeing blood yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah. so i took a photo and sent it to my (laughs) mum. yes (laughs) i need her number i've got a few photos (laughs) uh hair of the dog cures a hangover
0: no sadly not not? no the cure for a hangover so the reason you get a hangover is usually because you've drunk too much the night before you've had a poor quality night's sleep Alcohol affects your insulin levels, your blood sugars are low as well. So the best thing for a hangover is a good, high quality, high protein uh, meal at the start of the day and good hydration because it's dehydration, which contributes to a hangover as well. You've also written a book. I have. How Not to Have an Arranged Marriage. Yes. Explain it. Yes. Well, again, in the South Asian culture, one of the ways people do get married is that they get introduced to their potential partners by by um, their parents or aunties and uncles in the area mm. or the community. Uh, it, it, and they then they get the choice going, actually, yes, I quite like this person. I'll get to know them through dates. Uh, uh, and it, it's just such a rich topic for stories because there's so many people involved. Like all our, and aunt- they're not real aunties and uncles, they're just family friends, but we call them aunties and uncles. They they put out the feelers in the community going, "Oh, so-and-so. It almost sounds a bit like, Downton Abbey, someone comes of age and then everybody starts looking for a husband or a wife for them. And it's hilarious. Sounds fantastic. Honestly, it saves you a job. And it's it's, it's better than Tinder in that, uh, you know, you're not relying on an algorithm, you're relying on humans who know you. Uh, And so... You know, you get like a list. There's catalogs of people. No. I swear to God, there's a catalogue. I've seen like I've it, has been the catalog. in it. Like an Argos catalogue. <laughs> like an Argos catalogue. Like an Argos one. And you go, right, okay. So these are, and you get You've matches. been in it. I've been in a catalogue. I didn't have many... Um, much interest to me. But, but uh you know and then you get sent these matches and it's photographs and it, what we call biodata, like so what they hoping it's a bit like a cv but yeah. a marriage cv and you go oh i like the look of that one i will i will go on a date anyway the reason i wrote it is because there's so many ups and downs there's so many cultural cra- clashes uh and it's kind of a a, a a cultural tradition that's been brought over to this country and, mm. and i think that's really interesting because we're the first generation of of it's, you know, our, of our culture to grow up in a country where we've got our South Asian culture and values, but we've also got our Western culture and values and kind of to have that conflict, but also kind of it's, it, it have that, you know, the, 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 our, our family saying, well, actually this is the way we did it. And we really want you to do it here because we want to hold on to our culture in a way. But at the same time, you're going, well, that's not how I've been brought up. And it, it, all that kind of um, drama ensues. And I've lived through it. I've been on arranged yeah. marriage dates They didn't work out for me, uh, but... They were interesting. It would be interesting. <laughs> yes. But also, there's sort of statistics to suggest
2: that actually arranged marriages work
0: better. Yes, well, yes, they 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 are, and and part of that is when when um, when people come together in an arranged marriage, they've got the support of their community and their family in such a way that that might not be the same if it wasn't an arranged marriage. And everybody is invested in making it work, and that's a good thing in a way, but it's also a bad way because if it doesn't work, then everybody knows about it. It's <laughs> Everyone a knows about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but it, it, it's fun, um, and and the the book itself is it's it's a cultural kind of romantic comedy, but there's lots of kind of. Ups and downs. And I think the stars of the book are the parents because they're so determined to get their children married. And there's yeah. so much competition because everybody's looking for the best match for their child. Yeah. And everybody's kind of searching within the same pool, but nobody wants anyone's cast-offs either. So it's all it's all very uh dramatic. And it's which auntie can it's get quite to the political. best match quickest yeah and there's like top trumps really so you get scored on oh, how God. you know what job you you do how tall you are how fair your skin is all of this Riff. yeah so we like you know go okay great we can match them up with their day and it's it's uh really interesting (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) yeah
2: i mean listen i could sit and talk to you all day that was honestly
0: fascinating and so i've really enjoyed it's it been so great thank you so much where can we get the book oh the book is out on the 7th of september you can just get it anywhere you get books and we can follow you on social media yeah twitter and instagram dr amir khan <laughs> Thank you
2: so much for coming on. We really appreciate My it. Pleasure. It's been absolutely amazing. I have so many more questions. I'm probably going to get your number to send you photos all the time now.
0: Yeah, I'll take over from your moment.
2: Okay, great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, everybody. We'll
2: see you next week. Goodbye.
0: <laughs>